One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends, guys. Welcome back to our slash entitled people, where people truly believe that they're the center of the universe and that nobody else matters. And in today's episode, you'll hear a wild tale about OP's friends moving in and basically stealing their house. The story's crazy, so get ready for a wild ride, subscribe if you haven't, and the email link will be right here for story submissions. Let's get started. Okay, so I'm a cast member at Disney World. Some info in case you don't know. Disney is a huge sponsor of Make-A-Wish. Now, in case you don't know what Make-A-Wish is, it's a wonderful organization aimed at very sick and terminally ill kids. The way it works is they usually make a wish for whatever they want. Within limits, of course. Obviously, little Charlie with brain cancer isn't going to Mars. And Make-A-Wish will make it happen. Now, Disney pulls out all the stops for these kids, and most of us fully support it. Where the story takes place is at the teacups. You know, the ride where you spin really fast on while trying not to puke. That one. Now loading up the teacups is simple. You open up the gates and try to avoid being trampled by guests. Because of that, we allow guests in wheelchairs to board first, so they don't get crushed by excited kids and Karens. Enough information. On to the story. So there I am, doing my job and having a good day. I'm working the teacups, which I love. I look over and see a family by the wheelchair gate. I say to them, Hi there guys, how many in your group? The mom says there's four of us, and she asked, will my son have to transfer out of his chair? I tell her, yes ma'am, he will, but you can bring the chair right up to the cup if it makes it easier for both of you. The mom thanks me, and the ride begins. So when the ride ends, everybody gets off, and it's time for the next batch of people. I go to let the Make-A-Wish family get on. It's a mother, a father, a little sister, and this little boy, who's obviously very sick. He's got no hair, he's very weak and frail. The father gets the little sister into the cup and he goes back to help the mother get the boy in. He very shakily gets up and moves slowly towards the cup. He's taking a while and he's moving very slow, but I'd rather him go slow and be okay than to hurry and get hurt. And apparently some people don't agree. And that's when an idiot Karen man says out loud, Hey, why does that kid get to go first? My family and I have been waiting a long time. Now this is when I quietly pull him aside and say, Oh sir, that boy is a part of Make-A-Wish. He's dying. Now at this, the man says very loudly, Well I wish he'd hurry up and die faster, so the rest of us can get on this damn ride. Now the little boy and his family clearly heard that man. His mother was trying not to cry while dad's face just dropped. I stood there shocked and everybody heard. Like what kind of person would wish that upon a little boy so they can get on a ride faster? Entitled people who don't care. That's who. Now lucky for me, I didn't have to do anything. Every other parent in that line starts yelling at the man, shoving the guy back so far that he missed getting on the teacups for that round, the round after, and the round after that. And he eventually got mad, screamed at everyone, and he left. Meanwhile, everybody else walked up to the kid and told him to keep being strong, so there is a silver lining, I suppose. To this day, though, I still can't believe people like that man exist in the world. 
Guys, what an awful, awful thing to say. And way to ruin a whole family's day that's trying to make the best out of the situation they're in. Like the guy was clearly told that the little boy was a part of Make-A-Wish and that he was terminally ill and the guy still made that comment. And guys, what breaks my heart is that one line that the rude, entitled idiot said won't ever be forgotten by the family. And I wish I could take that away from them. Seriously guys, some people suck. I work at a grocery chain store. Yesterday, Thursday night, I was working a closing shift. It was 10.40, 10 minutes past close. The intercom had already blared three different messages in the past half hour announcing close, and everybody but one older Karen had left the store. The older man proceeded to take his time, and I'm sure you know the story. The guy had two full carts of groceries. My manager said he'd take the man, as I needed to clock out by 10.40, so I turned off my lights and prepared to leave. Upon seeing this, the older man comes up to my lane and shouts, Excuse me? Just where the heck do you think you're going? I tell him, Oh, I'm heading out for the night, sir. My manager can take you in the next lane over. The man says, No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Your job is to serve me. And I want you to scan my groceries. You don't clock out until I check out. Now get over here and do your job. I tell him again, sir, I'm scheduled to leave at this time. As I said, my manager is right there, and he'll be more than happy to check you out. Hearing this, the man says, that's ridiculous. I feel like you're discriminating against me. Do I get some kind of discount for this inconvenience? Oh, and don't forget my senior discount too. At this point, the manager says, sir, I'm right here, the next lane over. You don't have to walk far. The man says, no, you don't understand. I've been in the store for over an hour, and now I'm being inconvenienced because you want me out of here? Are you the supervisor? My manager tells him, yes, he is. And the man says, good, then you'll give me my two discounts, and I'm not leaving until I get it. Manager tells him, I'm afraid not, sir. I can give you your senior discount, but I cannot extend any other discounts or coupons today, unless you have defective items or there's a similar issue. The man then says to him, so if I break something, you'll give me a discount? Now at this point, I observe my manager's face, and it's some sort of a mixture of shock and disgust. And of course, my manager replies, no, that merchandise broken deliberately by the customer must be paid for in full. The old senile man feigns dumbfoundedness, and he says, alright, here's a piece of paper, boy. You're gonna write down your name and this teenager's name so I can report you directly to corporate, first and last names. Now, I didn't stick around to hear what my manager said next, as it was really past my leave time. Today, I heard my manager give his name, but not mine, and nothing came of it. Old entitled people are the worst. Now, I'm not sure if older people are the worst, but my worst interaction ever was with this old guy. So my very first job ever as a teenager was working at my uncle's sandwich shop. And I'll never forget this super entitled old guy who always came in and demanded we call him sir. So I remember one time he was sitting there waiting for his sandwich to be made. And I called him a few times and the guy was hard of hearing. So I waved my arms at him to catch his attention. And the guy literally wanted me fired for that. Like he storms up to me and starts screaming, do I look like your friend? Why are you waving at me? Don't you ever dare wave your hand at me again. Like the guy was crazy, he literally came back the next day to try to get me fired for waving to get his attention. And thankfully my uncle owned the place and saw the guy was crazy, so yeah, I didn't get fired. So a little backstory. My boyfriend's dad came into some fortune about a half a year ago, and he bought a house for myself and my boyfriend. My boyfriend's dad and my boyfriend wanted me very involved in the process. 
as I've dealt heavily with real estate in the past. So I recommend cost, neighborhoods, specific houses to look at, etc, etc. We end up settling on a beautiful three-bedroom, two-bathroom. A while ago, my boyfriend sublet a room in our house for 300 bucks a month to two of his very good, or so he thought, good friends. The guy was 30 years old, and the girl was 21, who I'll refer to as trash girlfriend. Now, I hated them. I had heard terrible things about both of them, how they were very rude, entitled, and they both have disgusting criminal records, especially the man. But whatever, I absolutely don't blame my boyfriend for trying to be a good friend. Maybe I misunderstood these people, and I was willing to give them a chance. It's also important to note that the entitled dad had three kids with a woman that's not his girlfriend. But he lost them, due to several charges of both abuse and domestic abuse, trespassing, etc. Now, it only took maybe a week before the guy and the girl started getting very entitled. They never cleaned a single thing, they left huge messes everywhere, smoked pot 24-7 in the house, and they never paid a single dime of rent in their three months there. My boyfriend asked them to mow the lawn and clear the snow from the sidewalk to help out, but they refused. The guy also quit his job as an excuse to not pay rent, and the girlfriend never had a job because, quote, she's too pretty to work aka lazy. So about a month later, they start treating me and my boyfriend terribly. They took all of our stuff from inside the house and they put it into the garage. They then changed the locks and locked us out of the house, etc. They were served with multiple notices and eviction and they left after a lot of effort and heated debate. Once we had noticed they'd both left, my boyfriend asked me to change the locks immediately and move our stuff in while he was at work. The next day, the two came back and they set up camp while we were gone, as we hadn't moved all our furniture yet and we were still staying elsewhere. They only had a blow-up mattress, a couple of suitcases, and some laundry in the washing machine, in an effort to make it seem like they had never actually left. They ripped out the new locks and changed them once again, and threw our stuff back into the garage, damaging multiple high-cost items. We called police on them, and we talked to the cop and his partner, and they agreed that once an evicted tenant leaves, they can be charged for trespassing and breaking and entering if they return, even if they still have a key. So we go into the house, and they were still there, and my boyfriend calmly asked them both to leave. Now this was a few months ago, and it was very heated, so the conversation goes something like this. My boyfriend tells them, you were served with eviction and chose to leave. You can't come back now. We're gonna call the police unless you pack up and leave now. This is your last warning. His friend in return says, no, we don't have to leave. This is our house. We are renting from you, and we have every right to be here. My kids are coming to live with me, and we're gonna start a new life here. I won them in a custody battle. Now, I want to note that there was no custody battle here, obviously. My boyfriend tells them, I don't care. You left, and you were served with eviction, and we went to court. Even if you weren't, I never said your kids can live here. The two other rooms are ours. At this point, I chime in and say, You don't even have kids. We know that's a lie. No court will give you custody over them when you don't have a job or residence. And yes, I was being a bit of a bitch, but this eviction had been going on for months, and I was sick of it. His girlfriend then says to my boyfriend, You don't even want this house. Your dad only bought it for you because you're spoiled. Just let us live here. So after that, we walked outside and we called the cops and they came immediately. They go inside and started assessing the situation. The guy and the girlfriend were obviously scared as they were both on probation and in possession of numerous drugs that are illegal in our state. The cops look around and it was obvious to them that the guy and girl had moved and only come back to be jerks. The following conversation is edited a bit and the guy kept interrupting the cops so I'm leaving out a few things he said so it can actually be readable. 
It went something like this. The cops say to them, so you were evicted. You left and the owner changed the locks and moved his property back in, correct? The guy argues, no, I didn't change the locks. I just took theirs off and put our old ones back on. The cops then say to him, so you did change the locks. He says, well, yes, but not really because... The cop then interrupts him and says, yes or no, you changed the locks. The guy answers, technically, but... Yes or no only. Now at this point, the guy's looking increasingly nervous, and he answers, yes. The cop then says to him, clearly you moved out. I have all the paperwork for notices and eviction served to you. You have no right to be here right now. You gotta pack up your stuff and leave. The guy argues, we didn't move out. We just removed all of our stuff and took it to a storage unit. They don't even need the house. I have three kids, and my kids are gonna be homeless now. Now at this point, the cop's had enough, and he says, No you don't. I know your record, so you grab your stuff and leave right now. The guy then starts screaming, getting in the cop's faces, and making violent hand motions. Now I'm leaving out a bit of text here, as it's just pointless, and mostly incoherent yelling from the guy. The cop's had enough, and they say, Hey, get your stuff and leave now. That's when the guy tells the cops, No, the court hasn't ruled on it yet. We don't have to leave. I do want to note that that's true. The court hadn't ruled on it yet, but in our state, if a tenant served with eviction and they leave, they can't come back, even without a court order. The guy continues screaming and says, No, I know my rights. My kids need this house. At this point, the cop just tells him, Shut up now. If you say one more word, I can and will arrest you for trespassing and breaking and entering. So get your stuff and leave now. At this point, the guy goes silent for a moment, and then he asked, Well, how long do I have? Now, I expected the cop to say an hour, a day, something lenient. But what he said next was very satisfying. The cop says, Five minutes. Get your stuff and leave right now, or I'm going to arrest you. So the two begrudgingly packed up. Just before they left... The cop told them that if they ever set foot near the property again, my boyfriend and I have grounds to have them arrested and charged with multiple felonies. Later, the court ruled on our case. We won, and the guy would have to pay $1,000 to even attempt to appeal. We also found out that they stole many of our items, including very important legal documents for the house, and they were never returned to us. They both disappeared, so despite their very best efforts, the cops couldn't retrieve the items either. We're paying out the ass to replace these items and the documents, and this was many, many months ago, and we're still recovering from it and repairing the house. Wow, some friends OP's boyfriend has, right? Ultimate nightmare tenants. I'd be so pissed off if I came home and my friends changed the locks on me and decided to take my house. Like how OP and her boyfriend let that go on for months is beyond me. I don't care who you are. If you're living in my house and you're not paying rent, and on top of that you're being inconsiderate and basically trashing my house, you're leaving that same week. Maybe even same day. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, so this incident happened months after we moved into our new house that I will admit is pretty large. We bought it for a ridiculously low price since the last people who owned it were about to lose it to the bank and had that house up for sale for a year and they lowered the price to half its original amount. We have 8 people living in the house currently and it has 9 acres if that gives you an idea of its size. We do live in a large spread out neighborhood and people call our house the hotel of the neighborhood. My dad's grandparents live with us and wanted several rooms to themselves, hence why we got the big house and they initially said they'd pay for half the house but never did, leaving my parents in a bit of debt and us tight on cash, which is important later. We've also had police visit us a few times since we moved in because of my sister and her boyfriend, which is also important for later. So we move in, a few months go by and we're invited to a neighborhood barbecue party with nearly 40 people attending. We received the invite to the Welcome to the Neighborhood Barbecue several weeks before the date of the party. A bit short notice, but it's a weekend. So my parents can make it, but us kids aren't since we're visiting our other grandparents several hours away that weekend. My parents say they want to come because they want to make friends and meet everybody. So a few days before the party, the people who will host the barbecue come to our place. They ask my parents to get burger meats, hot dogs, buns, and a dozen liter bottles of soda and alcohol for the party. Everything non-GMO. The woman then told my parents to bring enough organic hot dogs and burgers for 40 people, so each person can have a hot dog and a burger. She also listed off a bunch of drinks for our family to bring. Now my parents were shocked that they expected us to buy all the food and drink, and they refused since that could easily be hundreds of dollars. The woman then tells my parents that our family needs to be more generous. My parents say we're tight on cash at the moment from just moving into a new house, The woman then gets mad when my parents say that and basically said that we can afford it as we're most likely drug dealers, referring to the police visiting every so often. My parents then say something along the lines of F off and then that weekend they went with us to my mom's parents. So we did get a visit from police after the barbecue happened. They said some woman who abuses the police line said that we sell the crack. So hearing that, we let police take a long walk through our house to see that we don't have the biggest crack lab in the state. We then explained the situation to the police and told them that the woman threatened us after accusing us of being drug dealers. The police don't bother us anymore, but we did see the woman after the barbecue and she said that we ruined their barbecue for being selfish a-holes and not doing them a big favor like that, and that we shouldn't have taken their joke so seriously and we made the police come after them, and that's really rude of us. We talked to another neighbor who knows the woman well and was told that she often throws fits whenever anybody has better landscaping or better looking houses than her. We talked a bit more and she let it out that the woman talked to the people she knew around the neighborhood about throwing a big party for her son's birthday and that she'd invite us since we had a big house and wanted us to pay for the food they wanted. The only reason she didn't ask us to bring a cake because then we'd know it wasn't a welcome to the neighborhood party like she told us and we'd be less likely to bring the food and drinks. So after that, we see her walking past our house a lot with her son, shooting us dirty looks. We have some big Pyrenees dogs that bark at her and her kid when they walk by, 
and her son often throws sticks and rocks at them. Recently, we caught our kid climbing our fence when we went on vacation and hired a dog sitter to come twice a day. We have security footage of the kid climbing our fence and pulling on one of our dog, Lily's leash. He unhooked the dog from the doghouse and tried to tug her outside of our gate, but Lily struggled, and when he hit her with a closed fist, she then yelped and bit him hard. The kid then screams and struggled to get the gate open, not knowing the code, obviously. And that's when the mom actually used her car to push the gate open with the bumper of her car. This actually broke the motor that came with the gate. She then kicks my dog several times. She then runs to her car after her kid dropped the leash. We rush home from a call from our dog sitter telling us that someone broke into our front yard and maybe our house and that our dog is bleeding from her forehead and the side of her ribs and that we need to come home now. We take her to the vet to get stitches and then go over the camera footage, only to find some familiar faces on the screen. We called our lawyer. Since we have footage, we'll be suing her for attempted theft of our pets, animal abuse, vet expenses, breaking and entering, trespassing, and intentional vandalism of our property. Yeah, this is by far one of the craziest neighbor stories I've read, guys. Who would have thought that a half-price house would come with so many problems? Talk about too good to be true, right? And this all happened because OP's parents refused to host a party for 40 people. So this is a story about my old boss and his two kids. When I was working for my boss, I met the older one. He was about 28 years old or so. He was an aeronautics engineer and a graduate of USC. He lived in New York with his soon-to-be fiancé and he worked on designing fuel systems for airplanes at Boeing. The guy was incredibly smart. I would hear about him learning new things on a monthly basis. I remember listening about how he was developing pictures of marine life while learning how to snorkel and scuba dive. However, he was also the son of a very wealthy man. Now, my boss wasn't born rich, but by the time I'd been working there at his insurance place, I understood that he'd accumulated around $50 million after 30 years of hard work. My boss's oldest son recognized this and followed his dad's example. He used the freedom he had and spent it learning the gift of mathematical and scientific application. My boss also had a younger son. The guy was around 27 when I first started working there. I remember him due to how little my boss spoke about him. He would try to joke when he came back to visit them, but he would also say something super cringy, like he was eating up all their food. Now, I didn't think much of it at first, but it began to dawn on me over the years. The guy had an education out of a liberal arts school on the East Coast. He had run through about $100,000 of his parents' money after they paid for his education. For years after he graduated, he didn't work. He came back home for about a year and he strong-armed his dad into a new car. My boss prided himself on his frugality. This isn't to say that he was cheap. He had a 1996 Lexus sedan that was the cleanest and best polished car in the parking garage. He had around 700,000 miles on it. His wife, however, drove the newest Mercedes or BMW, essentially anything she wanted. His oldest son had realized that his dad would buy him whatever he wanted and didn't allow it. He learned early to provide for himself the best way possible. His youngest son, though, never bridged that gap in understanding. The oldest son, I would frequently remember, came into the office and greets all the workers. My boss's business was basically family-owned. I got that job because my high school's coach's dad was best friends with my soon-to-be boss. And my boss's oldest son always made an effort to ask us about our day. He made it a point to ask us how things were going, and he would even remember the names of people in our lives. Now, I can't say the same about the youngest son. I hate saying that my boss might have been embarrassed by his youngest because I think he would refuse to say that about somebody that he chose to bring into this world. However, I think he understood at some point that his youngest son would never mature in the way that his oldest would. 
As far as I know now, 10 years later, his youngest son still hasn't held anything steady down. This is after his dad has offered him complete control of the insurance business he built. My old boss is quickly approaching 70. He loves to work, and he often says that while he loves his family very much, he wants to work until he dies. It worries me to know about the jeopardy of his estates when he eventually passes. I see one son who wants to grow and make his parents proud, and the other one who's a little bit entitled and assumes that his parents will give him the big payday. I can see that day coming, and the storm that comes with it. Guys, it really goes to show that no matter how much money you have, it seems like good character is independently developed. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed today's stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. A Karen pretends to be the manager to harass OP and it backfires hard because OP's the freaking owner. It's such a crazy story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.